0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Introducing Built to Last, a new podcast by American Express. I'm Elaine Welteroth, and I'm excited to host the debut season where we will be deep diving into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Through these important conversations, we'll hear how the black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black-owned small businesses and communities. Join us for the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. On a Wednesday, when I just got back from Paul Brown Stadium, a lot to get to on today's show. And by a lot, I mean a lot. Josh Malone, one-on-one with him. And we'll be, you know what the theme of today is going to be? It's going to be wide receivers and more Marvin Lewis. We're on Megaphone, the iHeartRadio app, iTunes. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast on Twitter, at James at Locked on Bengals. Oh, man, where do I start? I almost came on and pulled a Stephen A. Smith with a cut the damn music. But I'm not him. I'm James, and it's great to have you in. I want to start, though. (laughs) You know, you can't make this stuff up. Oh, no, you can't. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Marvin Lewis. God, I didn't want to bang on Marvin today, but Marvin, you're making me do it. Marvin, Marvin did this, by the way. Let me preface today's podcast. Marvin did this to himself, and you're going to hear why in just a second. But here's the thing. I look at the Bengals, and I think casual fans look at the Bengals, and usually most of the people that listen to this are closer to diehard fans, I feel like. I mean, a, di- a daily Bengals podcast. A lot of you guys are diehard. A lot of you girls are diehard Bengals fans. And thank you so much for listening. But casual Bengals fans, how many casual Bengals fans have come up to you like, man, Marvin's got discipline issues. Man, Marvin. Marvin is a guy that clearly cannot keep control of Chad Johnson. I heard that 12, 13 years ago. 10 years ago. 07. That's the year they just fell on their face and Chad requested a trade at the end of the year. Like, Marvin cannot control Chad. Ten years later, Marvin can't control Vontaze. Man, Pac-Man. This is what happens. This is what happens. The narrative is that Marvin's disciplinarian. He's a disciplinarian, and he comes up short in that department. With guys like Vontaze and Adam Jones. All of these different players. Chad Johnson, who, in my mind... Might be the second greatest wide receiver in Bengals history now, but uh, him and A.J. 1A, 1B in my mind. So with that being said, I want to segue to John Ross. Because when I think of John Ross and what John Ross was supposed to bring to this team, which it's still lacking, which Marvin acknowledged the other day. Hell, he acknowledged it. I asked him a question about separation, wide receivers getting separation in this Uh, On this Sunday, I asked him, and he pretty much said, yeah, it's going to be tough against those corners because they can ball. Yeah, you're right. They can ball. And you know why the front office drafted John Ross? They drafted him so you had someone outside of A.J. Green that could get separation, Marvin. But you want to act like he's not there. You want to treat him like a child. You want to... Be the disciplinarian, the heavy-handed, tough coach with him. But you won't do it with your out-of-control linebacker. You won't do it with Adam Jones. You wouldn't do it with Chad when you got here, and that's why he got the run wild. Like, you don't do it with those guys. Why? And don't tell me it's because they can play, because John Ross can play. John Ross could help you. Don't sell me on that when I'm watching Brandon LaFell catch screen passes on first and ten. First play of the game after they get their ass kicked by Jacksonville, they go to Tennessee and throw a screen pass to Brandon LaFell. What are we talking about? Seriously. Like, what? what is going on? And yet, today, when asked about John Ross, and, and you wonder why I'm so pissed off, it's because Marvin had this to say today about the deep ball where John Ross pulled up, stopped, got six total snaps the other day, and Marvin Lewis wants to say this. The heavy-handed disciplinarian Marvin say this about his first-round pick. Well,
0: he's had, you know, as I, you know, give you the, you guys asked for the John Ross update each day. Um, You know, if you count the number of weeks it's been, you know, I think it's been four now. Last week was four, uh, where he's had a couple practices every week, three, you know, three, four. So to, to get acclimated, but again, the thing that I told him, and uh, it was great because Andy was with him, was was in the hall with him on Tuesday. That for Andy, against that coverage, to throw him that football, he should understand how the quarterback feels about him, and he expects him to be where he needs to be, and that he let, you know, his teammates down, he let me down, he let Andy down, because because maybe that ball's not supposed to go there in that coverage, but if you do it right and you run like you can run. That ball can go there, and it can be a big play for us, and uh, and that's what you got to tell the receiver. Can't dictate where the ball goes. The quarterback has to make the read and do what he does, and then to, you know throw the ball based on what the coverage and his progression is. And in that case, he chose John, and he made a nice throw, put the ball where it needed to be, and it ended up from you to me away. And had he been running, likely he catches it.
1: Okay, okay. So he made a mistake. Had Andy Dalton not fumbled, they might have scored sooner. Had Andy Dalton not thrown had turned the ball over five times week 1, that might have happened. Had Von Tez perfect not been a complete knucklehead. Complete knucklehead. Well, then maybe and I mean just maybe the Bengals would be 4 and 5 right now. But no. You can't be heavy-handed when Adam Jones in the offseason is spitting on nurses. You can't be heavy-handed when Vontez's Perfect is getting ejected uh, 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 it's from a game, getting a bunch of penalties. No, none of that. We, we tell Vontez that he can't do that anymore. You know, we, we tell Vontez that hurts us. But when John Ross stops on the one damn ball he gets targeted, oh, my God, the world is ending. Get the hell out of here, Marvin. Like, stop it. It's getting to the point, I swear to you, and, and I did this, and I'm not going to tell you exactly what I said. I talked to John Ross one on one today in the Bengals locker room with no microphone, with no nothing, and I didn't say anything bad about anyone because obviously that's his coach, his organization. But I had to talk to him because I feel like they're mishandling the hell out of this. Mishandling the hell out of this, guys and girls and women and men. Everybody listening. And I don't know why in the hell he would do this. And I was meeting with Mo Egger for our ESPN 1530 show that we do every day. And he was like, it's clear. It wasn't Marvin's guy. It wasn't Marvin's guy. Clearly, Marvin Lewis did not want to pick John Ross. Because if he did, he would give him opportunities. And he's not doing it. And that has to be the case. It has to be the case. And I hate it. 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 Because Marvin Lewis drops that. Oh, he let my team down. And then it makes headlines. And all of the beat writers have to write, Oh, Marvin on John Ross, he let the team down. Thank God, by the way, I sat there and it st- stood there. Stood there next to John Ross and told him what I told him. Because now, everything on Twitter... Everything from the beat writers, everything from people like me, who I could have wrote that story to, decided not to, because I was going to do it in podcast form. I wanted you to hear it. The, oh, look what Marvin said about John Ross. Look, Marvin, I don't care if it's not your guy. Don't don't screw with him, man. Don't destroy his confidence. Shred him to the media, which is fine. Thank you for being honest, by the way about your mindset with John Ross. like People are saying, oh, don't go public with that. Thank you for doing that. I'm not going to say that because I want you to. I want you to be forthright with the media. But that also means I get to disagree with you. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Josh Malone, Bengals rookie wide receiver. I asked him about John Ross today. Talked to him one-on-one about some other stuff as well. You're going to hear that in just a bit. You can subscribe on Megaphone iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Hey, what's
2: happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms were simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. This
1: is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car, that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, carvana.com. And it just, it makes zero sense to me. This whole John Ross dilemma. It just doesn't, and I basically talked to him today to make sure his confidence was there, because that dude can ball. He can play. And whether or not you think he's the ninth pick, like, here's the thing that doesn't matter. The Bengals got a top ten pick in Joe Mixon. Like, if he stays out of of trouble, that's their top ten pick. So let's just say you're lower on John Ross than most. Well then, let's just say they got him with the 48th pick and they got their top ten talent with Mixon. Done. Like, that's fine. Either way, he can contribute. He can help. He's better than Brandon LaFell. Book it. I don't, and I don't care what people say. Like, physically he is. So find a way to get him on the field. Find a way to get him snaps. And not, oh, you let your team down. It was one play, man. You know how many receivers stop? Good God. You don't know how many receivers stop? But he let Andy down. You know how many times Andy's let A.J. Green down? You know how many times Marvin's let people down with mistakes? How many mistakes Vontez Burfix made? How many mistakes these other guys make? How Randy Bullock missed an extra point. He let his team down. Last I saw, he was getting more kicks. Get out of here with this, Marvin. And it makes zero sense to me. And it leads me. It was good timing because I interviewed Josh Malone before Marvin spoke today. Talked to Josh Malone about a bunch of stuff. His rookie season, I made it about him some. I also made it about John Ross. Here's my one-on-one interview with Bengals rookie wide receiver Josh Malone. Josh, what's it been like, obviously, coming in as a rookie, you you never know how much playing time you're going to get. But over the past couple weeks, due to injuries and other circumstances, you've been out there more, caught a touchdown a couple weeks ago. So what's it like just to to get that NFL experience and get get out there and play a lot?
3: Oh, it's good to get the experience. It's good to be out there with A.J. and Brandon LaFell because I know they got me while I'm out there. And so um, I'm just trying to learn everything on the run and trying to gain as much experience as I can to help the team what's the biggest
1: thing you've you've taken from from working with AJ and Brandon obviously to establish players one a star the other with a Super Bowl ring
3: really just how they prepare for the game and, uh, and everything they do before the game just to be prepared when they step out there on the field what's the difference the
1: biggest difference last year at Tennessee in the way you prepared for a game versus now in the NFL and how you prepare
3: Shoot, film study, no taking just looking for the smaller things. Instead of college, you can just get the basic knowledge. But instead, in the NFL, you want to learn how everybody play because everybody plays different. Everybody has their own playing style.
1: And you look at this this Denver team, obviously they have plenty of, of corners,
3: yeah. The, the yeah. talented corners. What, what have you seen from them on film? Shoot, they they live up to what they are. They're the top corners, and they show it. They come out and man, they do what they want to do. And on the back end and the, on their front end, it's just – great players that they have on their team so it's going to be a great challenge for us
1: as a receiver knowing that they're going to come out in man even if they are good and well established in this league is that kind of exciting because you know it's going to be one-on-one and you have a shot to beat
3: them It's always exciting to go up against man coverage because it's just basically just relying on you just to beat the man across from you and that's what we had to do this week
1: i asked you about the weather before we started but what do you think about the cincinnati
3: weather It's different. I knew coming up north it was going to be cold. So something I'm just going to adjust to for the time being. Yeah.
1: Did did you play in, have you played in Colorado at all? Have you played in altitude? Is that a concern?
3: No, it's really not a concern. Um, You just got to prepare differently with your body, put the right things in, and make sure you hydrate. Um, But outside of that, I'm looking forward to go up there and different to play. Now, a lot of people outside of this locker room just
1: because of where he, would, where he was picked, uh, the ninth overall picker, asking about John Ross. What have you seen from him? And obviously he hasn't gotten out there maybe as much as a lot of people expected. But what have you seen from him on the, the playing
3: field and uh, in, in practice field? Oh, he's fine. He just, he's coming back off an of injury. Um, he's fine mentally. We all know what John can do. We all know he can make plays, you just got to get back in rhythm and just shake off the rust.
1: Is that what you tell him? Because I, I, some have speculated that his confidence might be a little a little shaken. So is that what A.J. and Brandon and, and you tell him when uh, like, when a play happened like like on last Sunday where the deep ball's thrown and he said it was his fault?
3: Oh, well, I told John that he just, every time you step on the field, you got to expect, you know, the ball to go to anybody on the field. You out there for a reason. But outside of that, he's fine. Uh, he knows he's going to have to keep working and just keep getting better. So, um, and we all just got to keep working, keep getting better. So, seven games left in the year. Uh, certainly not where you
1: expected to be record-wise. What do you want to do personally between now and the end of the year?
3: I just want to keep improving my skill set and just keep learning from AJ and uh, Brandon LaFell. And just keep getting as much knowledge as I can just to help the team. That's really why I just want to keep doing. I appreciate the time, Josh. Them. Oh no problem.
1: I like Josh Malone. I think he's got a future with this team. I think Josh Malone and A.J. Green and John Ross are the future wide receivers along with Tyler Boyd. I think those are the four. LaFell, if they get a new coach, new coaching staff, I don't know if LaFell's around next year. I don't know if he should be. Alex Erickson, he could be around for a little bit. But ultimately, man, it's, it's called mishandling. It's called sabotaging. It's called whatever you want, and it just boggles my mind. It bothers me. It's bothersome. Does it bother you? At James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. What are your thoughts on John Ross and how this team has handled him? I really want to know. So please email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com, or tweet me at James Erpine at Locked On Bangles.
2: Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. Support for this podcast comes from The First One with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music.
1: What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is The First One. We hear from all the A-list music stars like Jay Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland about songs that didn't change the game but changed their life.
0: It's almost like sometimes before you even get in the industry, it's like you set up to fail. And there's so many moments where you can win and the winning is great, but it's so many things that you go through to get to the win. And so much
1: more who tell the stories about the first hits that took them to the next level, changed their life, overlooked to being overbooked. When I was recording the song, I already knew it was going to be a global hit. And I'm not joking, my G. I really felt it inside of me. I was like, I just can't wait to see a number one. Join me every Thursday with the first one drops only on Amazon Music. Let's go. Just a few minutes left on today's Locked on Bengals podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to have Tyler Boyd. I caught up with Tyler Boyd today. Full go at practice. I, I'm expecting. I Right now as I record this, they're practicing. But I'm expecting to hear that Tyler Boyd was a full go during today's practice, which is good news on one hand because Tyler comes back. The bad news is that we might have to wait for, to see John Ross again because Marvin, good old Marvin, good God. It's unbelievable. I might play some of this later, but, like, Andrew Whitworth talked yesterday and he said how, like, attractive Sean McVay was, and that's that's part of the reason that he went to L.A. I'm sure L.A. was part of it too because that weather, you know, it's awesome. And it makes sense, right? But like the whole Sean McVay thing, imagine if the Bengals could get a Sean McVay, a guy that would put A.J. Green, a guy that would put John Ross, Joe Mixon in position to win. They'd have to invest on the line. And I I think they need to look at quarterback. But if they look at quarterback and Andy's still the starter next year, I'm okay with that because he has an affordable contract. Like, you can draft one and Andy could still be the starter, or you could draft one and A.J. McCarron could still compete for time. So either one of those guys could still work. It's just interesting to me. Like, man, it just seems like they need a change. It just it really does. Maybe I'm crazy, but overall, I don't understand what he's doing with John Ross. Do you Tweet me at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on Megaphone, lockedonbengals.com, the iHeartRadio app, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you check out lockedonbengals.com, by the way. Some good stuff there. Until tomorrow, you'll hear from Tyler Boyd. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.